Friday again, but not like the other Fridays. One of our regular questions for guests on Culture File Likes is about smells, and we've made a great list of purchasable perfumes from people's answers. But a steady portion of people take the question in another direction and head into reveries of things you can't buy, many of them scents from the natural world. So we thought for today's last Culture File Likes of 22, we'd hear a few of those refusenicks. In Michigan here, we have, we call it up north. And uh, if you go north of Detroit, about three hours, you're in the northern part of Michigan. And it's still very remote, a lot of national forests, and there's a pine smell. And especially in the spring, there is just the smell as you begin driving, especially in April and May, you begin just noticing this smell. And as you're up there, it, it kind of permeates. And so I always associate the smell of pine with uh, the open wilderness and the Great Lakes and uh, kind of our natural resources. So that is my, my scent that makes me happy. Well, I'm allergic to most uh, perfumes. I've got asthma, and it makes me it makes me uh, wheeze. Yeah, I hate um, perfumes that have too many different smells in them. I find it really disgusting. Something like Chanel Number no. Five, I find it just an odious perfume. The odor that I enjoy. There are many. One of my favorites is evergreen trees in spring, cedars and spruces. When their leaves come back to activity in the spring, even though their leaves have been green all winter, they produce a very engaging perfume. To some, it might remind them of bringing a tree in the house in the middle of the winter to celebrate the longest night of the year. In spring, what it means is birds are coming back, flowers are coming back. A smell that I discovered for the first time a few years ago, which it, blew me away is the smell of wild garlic. I was in Wales, uh, visiting a friend in Wales, and I'd never come across these forests where you have the sea of wild garlic growing, and it's absolutely amazing, overpowering sensory experience to have the air filled with this amazing garlicky smell. So yeah, wild garlic is a pretty wonderful smell. I like um, wood smoke, burning leaves, you know, it's very evocative. Um, it's something that um, we go to Scotland a lot, spend a lot of time there, and that smell always crops up somewhere, you know, wood fires or cooking outside on an open fire, cooking mushrooms. I do love the smell of turf. It's maybe not the best scent to suggest, given the problematics of burning fossil fuels. Quite a common, but maybe a romanticized response of, of, of someone that has been back and forth from Ireland for quite some time, that my parents have a little cottage on the coast of Kerry and we've been going there since I was a child and I was always driving. The moment you would hit Kerry, normally you would get the, the scent of the burning of turf and it always, to this day, I, I, I love it. It's, it's linked with memories and... and landscape. 
scent for me is always associated with memory. Trampling the unruly mint that flourishes in our polytunnel pathway, I'm transported suddenly to a long ago hike in the Spanish province of Palencia with the environmental activist, Jesus Garthon. He was reviving the Trazumanthia, that great annual movement of livestock across Iberia. It crisscrossed the peninsula with Cañadas Reales, royal rights of way, for many centuries. Hundreds of sheep and goats, their bells echoing in a wonderfully tuneless tune, moved through wild mint, thyme, rosemary, oregano, and chamomile, kicking up constantly shifting and blending perfumes, each one intoxicating. A prominent scent in my life, unfortunately, is asphaltum. <laughs> And that's because uh, with, along with all the, the methane that bubbles up here is a hydrogen sulfide gas that also emanates from, from these tar pits and it wafts around the neighborhood and I, I live nearby and so the tar pits are never far away. Not that I particularly like that scent um, and whenever I smell it, it just reminds me of, of work. So <laughs> it's, it's nice to get a little further out where you can smell the chaparral. I don't use any any scent or perfume. I like very salty air. You know, the sort of that, that experience of, of air that is very saturated with salt. You can get very powerfully uh, in the Dead Sea, uh, in Palestine, Israel. And that's a kind of a, an experience of breath, I would say, more than just the smell, because it, you experience it in, 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 your, in your mouth and in your lungs, as, as well as in your nose. You heard there from Nick Roomby, Stuart Ritchie, Anushka Gross, Gail Young, Merlin Driver, Mark Francis, Bryony Dunn, Paddy Woodworth, Reagan Dunn, and Forensic Architectures, Al Weitzman. The music was from Seamus and Winnicorn's beach walking collection, Isthmus. Coming up tomorrow evening on the Culture File Debate, it's all harp all the time, with Dr. Linda King, Ashling Lyons, Mary Louise O'Donnell, and Cormac Tabarra assembled to examine how the harp wound its strings around every aspect of Irish life. That's Christmas Eve, 6.30pm on RTE Lyric FM or wherever you like if you subscribe to the podcast. Now there's a good idea for a New Year's resolution.